Welcome to Dark Corners with David Allen Boyles. Dark Corners is brought to you by Gestalt Media, an independent publishing company dedicated to serving independent authors. Cemetery Tryst by David Allen Boyles. He could not identify the band whose music was playing. He didn't keep up with current trends, but it was perfect. From the end of the bar, he could survey the entire scene. A dimly lit room to his right suggested a heavy goth vibe. In the other direction, the art on the walls consisted of posters of horror movies and punk bands mixed with photos of dead rock stars. He nodded with approval as he spied an overstuffed pink chair under a photograph of Jim Morrison and worked his way to it quickly. That drink looks delicious. Mind if I have a taste? He raised an eyebrow as he turned to see the lovely creature who had just plopped down on the zebra-patterned couch beside him. She pushed the one purple strand in her otherwise jet-black hair behind her ear, smoothed her lacy, high-low black skirt, and crossed her long legs clad in knee-high black boots lined with a thousand eyelets. Her shining black eyes, wide in exaggerated anticipation of his answer, twinkled with the reflection of the myriad tiny white lights hanging in the exposed rafters. She grinned, enjoying him as he enjoyed the plunging line of her purple and black brocade corset. Be my guest. Mmm. She licked the residue from her lips while looking deep into his dark eyes. Thought so. That's a Fats Navarro, right? His eyes widened slightly in surprise and appreciation for her correct guess of the drink named for the deceased New Orleans musician. Amazing. The lady wins the prize. You've got a good tongue. He offered the gentlest hint of a smile as he waited for her reaction to the obvious innuendo. No great skill needed for that, really. It's the only drink they serve here with absinthe. Pretty distinctive. Well, you know what they say. Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. She rolled her eyes but laughed to show she didn't really mind the awful pun. Can I buy you one of your own? Not that I mind sharing. I've probably had enough. I've been here a while. You must be a regular to know the names of the drinks here. Is that your version of come here often? Or are you saying I'm a lush? No, no, the first one. I wouldn't say I'm a regular exactly, but I like the bands they get here. You know, dark stuff. And I wanted to hear some good music tonight. You like dark stuff? Isn't it obvious? She gestured to indicate her clothing. How about you? I can't tell if you're a bat or if you just like black. A bat? Into the goth scene. I like everything. That's a safe answer. He laughed, but instead of offering another answer, asked, No date for Valentine's Day? That's hard to believe. 
Not yet, she said, and reached down to the coffee table between them to take his drink. She looked at him over the lip of the glass as she sipped. But the evening's young. I'm not really into holidays. I just like a little adventure. I could go for some adventure. Her eyes narrowed as she studied him. I know of a place where we can go. Now? She nodded. I assume you've got a car? His turn to nod. Let's do it. She pulled away from their kiss and opened the car door. Where are you going? He asked. You'll see. She exited the car and stepped carefully into the night. And turning back, she gripped the doorframe of the car, leaned in, and added, Have you ever done it in a graveyard? On a tomb? Like Percy and Mary Shelley? Exactly. It's perfect, don't you think? If you say so. I was just thinking of some place warmer. Where's your spirit of adventure? By the time he had exited the car, he saw only a shadow of movement to the left of the gate entrance. Hey, wait up. Where are you going? You'll have to hurry if you want to keep up. A rustle from a cluster of bushes indicated her passage into the cemetery. He hurried to where he thought she had gone and saw only the iron rods of the fence blocking his way. How'd you get through? Look, you'll find it. Her voice and the clacking of her heels on asphalt indicated that she was already putting some distance between them. Ducking under the boughs of the evergreen, he pulled himself along the fence until he felt it give where the rods had been cut. Crouching, he stepped carefully through and then stood where he could survey the landscape before him. Rolling hills stretched out for acres. The moonlight reflected on the tops of the tombstones like whitecaps on a sea of graves. Crypts overrun with vines, dotted the hills at intervals. Are you coming? Her voice floated from a greater distance now, and he had no idea where she was. He noticed a shadow on a tombstone, something dark draped over it. He jogged to it and saw that it was her black coat. With eyes narrowed, he scanned the park and saw something else a few yards away, scattered on another grave. In just a few steps, he knew what the objects were, her boots. He smiled, wondering how she had managed to get them off so quickly, and searched for the next clue to where she had gone. An iron gate screeched, directing his attention to the nearest crypt where a faint light flickered behind the small stained glass window on the door. Inside the entrance, he found her skirt lying on the stone floor of the mausoleum. He tried the door and found it unlocked and upon entering he saw two sconces lit on either side of the room where enclosed niches held the bodies of loved ones interred many years before. An opening in the tiled floor before an altar revealed steps that led to an underground vault impossible to discern from the graveyard. (laughs) High-pitched giggles and the sound of stockinged feet padding down stone steps echoed from below. He stood in the small chapel taking in the silent beauty of the stone and the stained glass, fully embracing the moment. If you don't hurry, I'll be out of the mood and the night will be over. 
More flames from sconces set along the walls of the spiraling stairway lit the way. His footsteps rang out, marking his slow descent. When he entered the small chamber, he saw the beautiful young woman lying seductively on a soft red blanket that covered a large stone sarcophagus. More candles illuminated the room, the piles of dripped wax indicating they had been arranged and lit hours before. How's this for adventure? Her voice broke off. She frowned and peered at him. What's going on? She sat up and pulled the blanket around herself. Who? Who are you? Firelight from the sconces behind him glowed around his head like a corona. His fingers cast abnormally long shadows on the walls as he gestured, the ragged nails more like claws of an animal. No white showed in his eyes, for they glistened in the candlelight, only black irises in a pool of blood. Long, sharp teeth gleamed as he spoke. I imagine you are quite out of the mood, and that's perfectly all right. But we'll still have our adventure. As for the night being over, we'll both be tucked away and secure well before dawn. But for now, something I'm sure you've never done in a graveyard before. This concludes another episode of Dark Corners with David Allen Foyles. The song This'll Get It was written and performed by The Reversals and appears here with permission. If you'd like to hear the song in its entirety, please continue to listen after our sign-off. You can hear and purchase more of The Reversals music and the ambient music of Mamba Yulman at bandcamp.com. To find other works by David Allen Foyles and keep up with his other projects and book releases, Follow him on Twitter and Facebook, or visit his official website at davidallenvoyles.com. Hope to meet you again soon in the dark corners.